Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Yes. Welcome back. Well, Very was, welcome. Was, was Great like, tongue twister was, to start off the second part yo, of 2019. 2019-year in review. You got Ben. <laughs> you got Higgins. Hey. And your special guest, Roger. It's welcome me. back. Hi, I'm here. Roger's here too. Still he, here. I, it's been... It's been a, a, a week. I've just been sitting here. <laughs> we did the first one on December 17th. Today is December 26th. It might be, you have no idea, dude. You lost count of the days. and, and the I've been marking the days <laughs> with okay. hash marks on the wall. Wow. It's true. He hasn't showered or dookied since we... Dookied? Him. Yeah, you don't say dookied? No. no you know dude. what it is? It's I'm like a, I'm like the wizards in, in Harry Potter land. I just apparate them right out. Yes. Oh. Dude, is there anything better than J.K. Rowling's descent into being a fucking terrible person? Yeah, she's bad. Huh? So I haven't been following that. What did she say? Uh, I mean, we could get into like the the real politics of it, but uh, just in a a very she has been noted to be uh, aligned with transphobia. I don't want to necessarily say she herself is no. That's that's the right way to say it. I think she's she is she has has uh, just said things that would be said by would raise an eyebrow. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So she hasn't she hasn't addressed them to like say I'm not this way. One way or another, yeah. Okay. She usually she's she's wishy washy in her, and she didn't. Statements. She never like took took anything. But she wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't feel this way. Blah blah blah. Like yeah, she's she just won't. kind of, and she, she does a lot of doubling down. But you know, she's rich. Yeah, right. Exactly. She she can get away with it. She's she's good to go. She's a billionaire. Yep, that is correct. And it's all on books, Higgins. I know you think books are dumb, but she made a billion I don't dollars. Think books are dumb. You don't? No. <laughs> okay, cool. I cool. got one book for you, buddy. It's yeah. called The Bible. Oh, we heard here's, here's what happens in the Bible. So uh, it starts <laughs> off, there are these two people. They're fine. They're, they're fine. Okay. They're a little, they do one thing that's kind of like not great. And then it sucks. Everything sucks for like this, uh, centuries, this is the plot to millennia. <laughs> and then one guy comes and he makes things not quite okay. But then a bunch of people spend two millennia fighting about whether or not the things oh, he said count. Oh, this is Bill and Ted. Yeah, he's talking about Bill and Ted for sure. Coming back. It there is. is a new Bill yeah. and Ted next next September, I think. Alex Winter. The people need it. We're yeah, living Alex in Winter a, looks um, like a real like like a dried up. Old yeah, piece I don't know what jerky. they're gonna do about that, but <laughs> I'm would, interested to would see. it be would it be safe to say we're living in a in a Reeves essence? Oh, it's a Reeves essence. Big time, right? Kiana essence. Yeah, Ke- that's much better. Kiana, Kiana. I don't. Bl- I mean, the man's a, a delight. He's delightful. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, best meme. He's a great meme. He's everything. He I seems like all. he's really fun. He seems like he enjoys the fact that he becomes a meme sometimes. Mm-hmm. He likes it. He embraces it. Right. That's what you got to do. He's also like a super sweet dude by yeah. all by all intents and purposes. All right, dude, like, dude. Put some right, ice on it. Sorry. Okay, so we also, are here. Oh. Really freak. He's a hot hard body. Oh, he's a hard body for sure, and dude. He's a he's a male cougar. He's a mooger. Oh, he's a mooger. He so he dates younger women. I I, I guess yeah. He, or he's or he is dated by older women. He's just an attractive mm. older man. He's an attractive. I, older, thought, I think I, thought, I was just going with attractive. Yeah, older cougars. Man. Cougars oh, are like fifty two. Seeing yeah. No, that's totally. You can be a cougar no. and date age appropriate people. I, I think. Yeah. So. I don't no, think totally. So. I thought totally. Cougars, you're just an attractive older lady. Was you had to date younger men. I don't know. Have you ever seen Cougar Town? I have. With and that they all chick date younger men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, okay, good. So we are here for part two, big old part two. A little bit of a bonus boner for you. Uh, not really. No? This one's for all our Patreon subscribers. This so, one's for uh, all of you. chipping on, in at the $1 level. On Patreon. Um, yeah, so we did, uh, you might have just listened to the top five movies of 2019 for each of us. Now we're going to dive into top five television 
programs of 2019, and it was a good year for TV. Mm-hmm. This was a this was actually a lot like <laughs> for, for for movies. You could kind of tell like we were all struggling to like get five yeah. that we wanted to put on there. For TV, I had to I wrote a list of like 15 and had to whittle them down in order to them. So in a so, way, TV is is movies now. Movies, yeah, I think that's definitely true. That's not movies that's is crazy. TV and, and some movies is sports. So just 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 so we can just let's get it out there now, okay? <laughs> These are not the best movies. Or our best favorites. TV shows. Yes. Just our favorites. We got to specify this after after our um, top 2019 or top of the 2010s right. episode where we, right. we did different things. Yeah. Right. No, we uh, these are these are our favorite movies. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Our favorite TV shows of 2019. Correct. Yes. Okay. Good. So why don't we just do the same format? Start with Roger number five and and go around the horn. Roger, hit us with it. So go. my number five is a. Is a show called Single Parents. Oh, I didn't put it on there, but I would have. I have not seen it. Tell I you think it. both seasons happened this year. I don't remember if the first season maybe started right before the I new year. It was, might have been a mid-season replacement. I can't recall. We so it's 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 on it's on in a real garbage fire time. It's on Wednesdays at, at nine thirty yeah. on ABC. It's it's on after. It's a good slot, right? Well, it's oh, on after what's it called? Modern Family. Modern Family. So it's it's it's. It, They're trying to make it work. And it honestly was a, we were watching Modern Family, didn't turn the TV off, and we probably caught the third or fourth episode of it. Wait, so hold on. You tune, you you have cable and you like tune in? No, to no, no. We have, we have an over-the-air antenna. So this is actually kind of interesting oh, about TV. Oh, nice. So we have an over-the-air nice. antenna. In New York, it gets a lot of channels. Yeah, I can in imagine. In Boston, it only got NBC. Yeah, so for me, I, I used to try that and I could never get, I, I just wanted CBS so I can get the Patriots game. Yeah. And it never came in right. Yeah, so we we oh, that's so interesting because New York is so fucking big and crazy that of yeah. course that comes in strong. We were just watching Modern, Modern Family once. Single Parents <laughs> came on, so this is a show. It's got Taron Killam, it's got Leighton Meester, it's got uh, Brad Garrett, a couple other actors who are both really funny as well, and then they all have kids. And the kids, it's it's genuinely probably the funniest child acting I've ever seen. Oh. And I think I think that's as much the edit, the the directing, the editing, the writing is all built into that and um it it comes from a similar place um it's by the same i believe believe it's the same showrunner that did new girl wasn't new it? girl elizabeth mary uh, which is a show it's, it's like her it's under her to. company and Do you the like director new girl, Roger? Is, yeah i liked i liked the first half of new girl i new girl f- suffered from office jim pam syndrome yes mm. the, i think i said this to ben and ben hasn't watched seen the, sh- the uh seen any new girl yet jamie ann higgins the, have been trying uh, to get me to watch the it the first season of new girl maybe the first two seasons of new girl are some of the best comedy very good writing. Very good writing yeah. that you're, ever going, that you're gonna get in the last. I mean, definitely the last decade. I'm watching Superstore right now. I love Shows good Superstore. to find. I like that show. Yeah, yeah. I think good love to find is, is part of it. I think, it's re- I think it's good to very good. I'd say. And so, like Superstore yeah. is similar to this too, where it's there. Uh, New Girl was like this. Uh, Don't trust the Bean Apartment Thirteen was mm-hmm. like this, or Thirty Three. I think is what whatever it is. Twenty Three yeah. and. Um, <laughs> Happy endings were like this, and they Happy they were endings. so those were like quip comedies, which I which is a different sort of thing than like, you know, there's the uh, the Michael Schur comedies, right? Which uh, you know, Good Place, That's a Good Place, yeah, uh, Office, Parks and, Rec. Parks and Rec, those all have their own very specific kind of uh, comedy. Uh, community was close was close to that. Uh-huh. Community Dan Harmon is sort of in like the Michael Schur thing. But then what Dan oh, Harmon does, sure thing. I like that. Dan, nice. Dan Harmon's kind of in the in between where he does a lot of he he puts the pop culture references in, and then there's sort of that that new girl 
single parent uh, thing where where the first scene of every episode is in one place that's usually different than everything else that's going to happen the rest of the episode. It's just all or most of the characters saying jokes at each other. And then the episode, the, the, then someone comes in and goes, there's a thing we need to do. And then the episode starts. It's almost like a cold open in a weird way. Yeah, exactly. And those show, uh, single parents does it every, every episode has a, basically a cold open and it's, it's a very specific format for, sitcoms and you i said think it, quip quip comedy i like i call it quip comedy and interesting and, um i think happy endings was probably the best at that don't trust the bee was was also super un, underappreciated uh yeah single parents the most amazing thing about it these kids are like seven eight nine and like i said i don't know if it's just the editing i don't know if the directors are just really good with kids but like you will never see kids act this no well. i think i think people have so i've been so uh have you watched ap bio Oh, I loved AP Bio. AP Bio was another one where I thought that instead of instead of actively detracting from the show like most child actors do, the the the, the child they actors some actually like 15, 16 year olds those, as opposed to and it was good. It's good. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to Uh-oh. burst your bubble. Oh, but like eight of the ten people that are child actors in that show are like twenty five. That's that is true. But then there are kids who are like fifteen, <laughs> right. sixteen. No, like, I totally yeah. Because they're playing high school kids, so like, why did you have to burst my bubble? I'm sorry. God damn it! You you compare bubble. You were comparing literal child actors. It's to the. Adults. I feel like there's a spectrum. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. All right, whatever. You Higgins. get a, you get a five higgs. Yeah. Do I have a five higgs? Here's with the five higgs. Uh, this should surprise absolutely nobody. Uh, my number five King is the Queens. It's the, Gold, Queens. It's the Goldbergs. Uh, it's oh, my, okay. All right. It's, it, I've said it. I think on a, every podcast we've done, it's my favorite. It's my one of my favorite shows on right now. It's my favorite sitcom. Definitely my favorite sitcom. It's just so funny, and it's getting funnier and funnier. I know Ben, you watch it, so I do can, like it. Roger, have you watched that show? I have watched a couple episodes. I I, I like Jeff Garland's on it. Oh, right? he's yes, great, yeah. he's very funny. They the use him sparingly. The nostalgia factor is, is is huge, and that's that was you know that with Stranger Things and it like that kind of like the nostalgia thing is 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 in right now. The theme song. The theme song the theme is, is like perfect power pop punk. It's right. like one of the best, most catchiest. Every time I hear the theme song, it gets stuck in my head for like fucking and, weeks. Uh, like this. On the night I go back. No, it's, it's yeah, it's like it's like on on the night I go, go back. back. <laughs> no, it's it's better than that. Surprisingly. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay um, you like the Goldberg is that Got also it. an ABC show it is also yes. an ABC yep. show it's of... also on Wednesdays it's the 8 o'clock uh, show because Ooh. it's the prime yeah no, it's that's the one it. everyone wants to watch that is the sitcom on TV yes. right now for sure so, it's good it's good it's very good it's my number five number nothing, five uh, nothing fancy about it good okay my number five the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt okay yes so we Tina all Fey. know yeah we know that I'm a huge sucker for 30 Rock Tina Fey I loved 30 Rock like as a as like a foundational thing for like my personality, but like also uh, Great News was excellent, and then um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was just phenomenal. I mean, Ellie Kemper is like good, right? But I think the the rest of the cast is just is just so so funny, so good. It's it's very light. I think it elicits 30 Rock in me mm-hmm. because it's the same music, and I think that that really like that makes me feel like I'm watching 30 Rock again, and I think they just really like. Uh, the, the music, which is done by, I don't know his name, but he is Tina Fey's husband. Yeah, exactly. Her Mr. Husband. Fey. <laughs> Mr. Fey. Mr. Fey. Um, Thank you, Mr. Fey. You've done it again. But I just, I just, it's just so good. And it's so funny. It's one of those shows where like everything is a joke and every look is a joke and every everything that, that's in each scene and set and prop 
it's all funny and it's very like self-referential and I don't know. I loved it. It's yeah. Really it's like, good. it's absurdist comedy. I think that's it's definitely, the thing yes. about Kimmy Schmidt. That's always like really good is it does, it does a bit of the, like, this will sound like I'm saying it as a negative, but it does a bit of like the family guy cutaway. Yeah. But no, it does good. it, it does it in a way that like works a little better and feels a little bit fresher. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just cause it's live action like it just feels less like okay so so that's interesting so as actually you you made me think of something um is the cutaway like that style of comedy is that attributed to family guy uh i mean it it is i don't i mean it's obviously i i I don't know i honestly don't know it's probably like mel brooks like yeah yeah vaudeville like uh like hee-haw like all those sort of like thing um like all those like 70s sketch comedy like carol burnett show things did a lot of cutaways muppet show did cutaways i think that like in a modern context if we're talking tropes like you can attribute the way it's done now to it because and that's so prolific like that happens now and you don't even notice it but i wonder if that would still if that would happen if family Family guy obviously had the benefit of being an animated show that they sure so it's so it's functionally easier exactly but it's not but i mean that's not like like simpsons didn't do it right no i'm just saying does it now though now there's talking about it's so interesting to dive into like how a show like the simpsons has been impacted by the shows that it has inspired yeah i mean i could do a whole episode of that simpsons because i've i've watched i mean i know you've watched Almost all, if not Big all, the Simpsons episodes. guy. Yeah. I do you I, still watch The Simpsons? I had to watch. I not. I haven't since I had. I, I worked for an agency, and one of our clients was uh, the Simpsons Marathon. Yeah, the Every Simpsons. So ever. we did. I had to watch most of all six hundred episodes that were out at that point. And um, one of the most interesting things was there are episodes in the later seasons that aren't just like oh good in spite of themselves. There are episodes in the later seasons that are actually good. Huh. And then there are also episodes in the later seasons where. For instance, Homer goes into a coma and has a dream that he's dating Lena Dunham. <laughs> There's an episode <laughs> that has so where he becomes an ice cream truck it driver, so and it has an extended cutaway scene that's um, a reference to Ali G in the house. Did oh you ever God. see that movie from oh, like yeah. 2002? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode from like 2014, referencing like a three, a two and a half generation old Sasha Baron Cohen property at this point, mm-hmm. like. It's just so strange, and it's it's functionally unwatchable. And then it's like especially upsetting to like think about, you know, if if and when I have kids, if they like, if is maybe we talk about this in the end. But do you think Simpsons is just gonna be on for seventy years? It's been on for thirty one years now. I think at some point it's going to like change, but it's going to change to some sort of different format, or maybe like change into like something like. A computer animated or live mm. action or so, like I know that sounds weird, but like or even go on the internet and just do like a quick ten minute. Yes, the Simpsons. I do think it's inter- it's an interesting question. I do think the Simpsons is going to live on. It's well. forty five years minimum. I think it's impossible yeah. for a show that's been on for thirty one years to not go on. For It'll live on in some way, right? Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like a Disney even style sh- thing. Even shows that when we were kids, or not even when our parents were kids, but Bonanza was a show that was on for like 20 years. Yes. Right. And then people, even nowadays, still... It's still, it's still in the vernacular. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So like... Yeah, that's to, so to, interesting. To think that The Simpsons won't, I mean, I mean, that's... It's definitely going to be. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's just... There's like 645 well, try, episodes Just, just imagine, now. just go back, like, 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 like they're doing now with, with the whole Apu character, like... Go try in twenty years going back to watch a, to watch a Simpsons episode from like nineteen ninety one and just see yeah like, it how, depends. how it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna translate to the to the to the 
way that the world is, you know? I can see that. Anything else to say about Kimmy Schmidt before we continue? I don't think so. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. All right. Uh, yeah, number four, Roger. My number four is the Netflix show The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Oh, so I heard this was phenomenal. I, I'm not a big... um. Jim Henson? <laughs> no, I mean, I like Jim Henson enough. I mean, I'm a big Baby Yoda guy, so... You know, as a Muppet. Uh, BBY, Big BBY, Baby Yoda. Big Baby Yoda, baby. Uh, yeah, no, t- hit, hit us with it. So, uh, Dark Crystal, I I don't know if I've ever seen the original movie all the way through. Wait, I hold on. So, this is actually why I haven't watched it, is because I've never seen the original movie before. So, the original, original movie, movie is The original movie was on a VHS that was labeled Muppets Take Manhattan that I <laughs> personally was... At least three times as a kid, put in the v- put in the VCR, sat down to watch me some Muppets taking Manhattan, and was greeted by <laughs> not what you would expect from a Jim Henson project, and just turned it off immediately. So, um, uh, my wife Katie really wanted to watch it, and it's just it's beautiful. It's mm. it's it's like the the puppetry is really well done. The CG is really well done. The um just the way that the characters are developed is like far too richly for a movie, a show that's only puppets. Right. Um, that's interesting. You get really involved emotionally in it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big, uh, sword and dragons type epic. Mm. So if you like sword and dragons type epics, then it's definitely the kind of thing I don't necessarily think you need to have the basis of the original film they extend they explain basically anything that might interesting be so it. that's like that's the big question for me because i, I want to see it because it seems right down my alley it's it, i heard nothing but amazing things about it um great i'm glad you included that because i, I think i am going to watch it now that you said that. really great voice acting it's oh, got like good. a lot of people a lot of really recognizable people um and they are very it's funny and it's gross and it's got like action and it's got like funny scary awesome. parts and normal scary parts and big spiders and shit that sounds and great that sounds cool i like it uh four, four for Corey. mine Numero is um uh shit's creek Shit's oh creek. good show good choice i did not oh that could have made my that could have made mine if too. i was doing 10 it, it would have been on there yeah same here same here uh, um, why do you like shit's creek i mean what's not to love about it it's it's a show that is gone from the, i think the first two seasons were were straight up comedy and kind of like satire. And I think it's developed into like a, a truly like genuine show. Something very wholesome. Right. And wholesome. And like you, you, you fall in love with every single character. Dan Levy's relationship, um, is like the purest, best relationship the scene. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's overplayed now, but the scene when, when, uh, and I'm blanking on his boyfriend's name, um, sings his rendition of the Tina Turner song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Simply because it's real. It's, it's not it's, like amazing. Not, if you or watch that with a knock teary eye, then you're a fucking robot. Oh no, I actually don't you, cry at like TV and movies. You don't? No. Like legitimately? Are you kidding me? The last time I cr- the last time I cried was when my dog died in middle school. Oh. And I'm not like I'm not saying like, you know. That's a lot of toxic masculinity you're throwing. I'm just I'm an extremely toxic male. Um, I cry uh probably once a week. I f- sometimes I feel like I just want to cry. Like I want to just like just do like, it. There's and a difference. Just, like, 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 I'm not, like I don't like I don't like big ball cry, but like 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 sob, like, sob but like I definitely I tear get up, choked. I, I get choked. Up. I tear up at at least once a week at something, mm. whether it's TV, movie. What's the last thing? I don't want to dwell on this, but I do. What's the last, the last thing, thing that, I, that made you? 
tear up. You're not going to... Please, think of, please. <laughs> it was the, the first viewing of the new E.T. Uh, commercial. commercial. Oh, no. <laughs> and then another e. one... E.T. Get Spectrum. And on the, <laughs> on the same day, they released the um, the one where the grant... I forget what ad it's for, but the uh, the grandmother just passed away, and they're over... They're at the... the all the, the whole family's at uh, the grandfather's house for Christmas, and the kids... Like make a video on it might be a MacBook commercial. They make like a video with the with the with the grandmother's like like waving. It's it's yeah. It's, they make a slide. Is it a, is it an Apple commercial? It. Yeah, they love that. Oh god, it, it not a dry eye in my house when that. Yeah, commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what commercials like fuck me right up is uh, for some reason over the past few years Subaru has done a handful of ads about they uh, handing down car handing down oh. cars to your children. When like, they like go to college. Oh man! Like legit ads, like like, like the set, ad. Like the ad takes place where like the kids are kids, and then like oh, you see, yeah, you no, see the kid gets about. out of the I've car and then that. gets yep. back in. And they're like a teenager, yep. and then they get back I, in and they're driving. Um, and like yeah, that shit fucks me. Yeah, up, I, I was listening. Passage of time, can't do it. I uh, I so I have the Dixie Chicks on my my i like on my phone, my music library, and I hadn't listened to it in forever. And for, I was just driving, and the Dixie Chicks, uh, um. What's the name? Goodbye, Earl. Earl has to die. Now I've forgotten because we've been talking. It's a song about the um, about a, about a daughter growing up and like leaving and saying goodbye to her parents and like and that. And the cats in the cradle. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> like it's a song that when it came out twenty years ago, I was just like, yeah, this song's great because it was like a catchy song. Now you listen to the lyrics as like a, as, as, as a, a father, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this song is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. So yeah. I cry. Yeah, I cry a lot. So yeah. So Shit's Creek is a comedy. Yeah, Shit's Creek's a comedy. What I we got way. My, one of my favorite things track. about Shit's Creek is every season. It's pretty clear that they don't know if there's going to be another season. Yeah. Right. So every season ends with a big party episode with all the characters, where it's yeah, almost like yeah. taking I the bow at never the end. Th- of... I actually never thought about that until you just said it. But yeah. Well, that's right. like a thing. So like when you see a show that um, knows it's going to have an, an ending, they put in like a, a final episode, and so it seems like they they have like all these episodes where that the, all these seasons end with a party. Wide open spaces. It was wide open spaces by Dixie. Oh, Chase. that's a good song. Yeah. That's that's the one that that it makes me cry. Anyway, go. But it's I mean it, it's a genuinely funny show. But then because it has that like undercurrent of heartwarmingness, they put that in, and it's and it's it like the one of the coolest things about that show is that it was like pretty clearly built to be like in the Arrested Development vein. Right. But you know that Dan Levy just wanted it to be better. He wanted it to he be, wanted he to wanted be, there to be growth. He wanted he to wanted, have heart to it. He wanted the characters to like, you know, the, the struggle between the family, like Moira always wants to be out and everyone right. else is kind of like really settled into their life there. And um, like, what's really funny, what's really funny about Arrested Development as a show is that that show uh, this is the kind of thing that I think you would like mm-hmm. like to really dig into. That show takes place at a time. F- episode one of that show, that family has almost never spent any time together in the prior 15 years of the fiction right. that's been created yeah. around yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in the first season of that of that program is you see these people realize that they have to interact with each other. They're forced to interact with each other. And that's in Schitt's Creek, but the difference is they actually liked each other before. Right. You can tell, even though, like, there's 
the, the funny gag where Moira and Alexis don't relate. She doesn't have her phone number. Yeah, yeah. They never like that's. <laughs> but the loves there, like they they were a real family. They actually yeah, like yeah. did right. things together. As much as Alexis has these stories about being off with a Saudi prince for a year mm-hmm. and getting kidnapped in Kuwait and stuff like that, like there's all those little things. But it's so clear that that as a family unit they exist. It's more believable that they are they, a family. It's well, more they believable. talk like, about their growth is like, believable. I think in one of the Christmas episodes they talk about their Christmases as kids and like they just sound like a regular family. Right. Obviously, right. obviously, it's 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 hyperbolized and there's you know whatever, but like they sound like it's any regular family. Yeah, you're right though, Roger. It's really interesting to compare Arrested Development and Shit's Creek, where one is like there's legitimate development in Shit's Creek, legitimate character development. You can see, especially the kids, yeah. especially. Right. And, you're, they and grow. you were right. Like like they might have set out to do okay. Like we might only get set twelve episodes, so let's just try to be as satirical and funny as we can. And then they get renewed. It's like okay, we might only get another twelve. Let's 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 keep it on. And then it's popular and more and more and more popular. So they're like, well, let's, let's develop these characters because this show has staying power. Let's yeah. see if we can actually make something out of this. That's Definitely. good. Another, another good Canadian TV show. Yeah. You got to Brienne. You got a four. <laughs> I have a four. Yes. My number four is We're only on four. Yeah. No, no, this is good. It's the good stuff though. Um, Chernobyl. Okay. So it was a mini series, but I'm definitely counting it because you know, Exists it was in t- Mad it was Men TV. universe. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's got the dude from Mad Men who's awesome. <laughs> it has um, the other guy is is uh, uh, what's his name that 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 family that does uh, all Stellan yes. Star- Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, love a Skarsgård. Every Skarsgård is in everything now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's just he's excellent. The uh, it's just so good. I mean, everyone's seen it. I mean, you guys have oh, seen God. it, right? I actually haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's definitely worth watching. It's I had to. It was, we originally put it on as like a background show. And so we watched the first three episodes. We were like doing other stuff. Like I was playing switch and Jimmy was doing something. And and then we, we like got to a point where we were like, we have to, holy shit, we have to go back and watch this. And we went back and watched it again and like paid attention. And it's just so good. Everything is so deliberate. And you know that the showrunner was Ted Cruz's college roommate, freshman year of college. I didn't know that. That was a fun fact. Carl Mazin. Yeah. Wow. Craig Mazin. Sorry. He will, he'll never hear this. Yeah, that is it. Imagine <laughs> if he's just like, all right, new episode dropped. If you're listening, please send us each $50. Please go onto our Patreon and donate. Say it's from buddy Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted, they were college, college, college freshman year roommates, the two of wow, them. That is a that is a fun fact. Um, that was good. It was really good. Only six six episodes. It's like British style TV. It's like British style. It's like six long episodes. And it's just... Really good. I love it. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I like a I like, I like a style. single season contained show because it, it the the stakes are just laid out. It's like just going to be that one thing. Been. Yeah, that is a that's a that's a spicy take. Leftovers was consistently good yeah, over three seasons. Um. Okay. Okay. Let's let's just leave that for. <laughs> wasn't the leftovers like your third favorite show of the 2010s? It was, but I also said in that episode that I would have been fine with it being just a one-off. Oh man, you guys should do a whole leftovers episode. I wish you were just. I think a you one-off. should mind your own fucking business, Raj. <laughs> okay, oh, great. I'm hot, very hot. Okay, so on that note, uh, number you're number three. Four. No, you're no, you're number, number three. Three. You're you're number three. Who just did Char- Chernobyl? No, who did shits? You did shits creep. Right? I did shits creep. That was your four. Correct. Four. My four was, was Chernobyl. Chernobyl. So my three. <laughs> Chernobyl is a. Don't forget to like and Chernobyl. A sketch comedy show called I Think You Should Leave there with Tim is. Robinson. Very good. Uh, so this have one you was, watched it? Yes, yes. I've have watched it a couple it? times. I have. Did you like it, Higgins? I loved it. So this is wow. a show. I loved it. It's a little smart for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
with Tim Robinson, who was a, a an SNL guy, and uh, the show I think you should leave was produced by Tim and Eric's production company. And you can tell there's a lot of the Tim and Eric Adult Swim. Yeah, it's DNA. Like, didn't the Lonely Island have something to do with it too? They are in that they are now kind of tangentially part of the, the Tim and Eric okay. production company. Um, yeah, because Andy Samberg was in the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's all like, I don't know, it's vaguely related to what was used to be called Super Deluxe. It's not a thing anymore. Uh, it's, but it's so good. Some of the sketches Super are Super Deluxe like, is yeah, the size of pants. I think the wear. best thing about it, <laughs> the episodes are short. It's the kind of thing that you can just put on and like. Just like you can put on Super Deluxe size pants every day. Um, Super Deluxe size diapers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Zing. I think the the sketch where they're doing like the Johnny Cash style like like yeah. country music audition, and he keeps singing about the skeletons. <laughs> I literally could not stop laughing. That was like so fucking funny. Some of the sketches when it hits, it hits. <laughs> yeah, and that show's been like... important. Like in cult, like people have started making jokes about like shirts you tug at and and stuff like that. Like that's it's like a significant thing. It gets there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a weird thing because it it's like it's on the border of. Being in that like Tim and Eric pocket where you feel like you're worried, you're worried showing it to people for the <laughs> first time. What are people going to think of me when I watch this? Exactly, because like if if it doesn't, if you're not in, if you're not in the spirit of like that flavor of absurdist humor, like and there's you some just, people you just can look at like someone would just look at me. I know that I showed Tim and Eric when Tim and Eric was on. Yeah, I showed episodes of Tim and Eric to people, and they like at the end of it were like. I honestly can't believe that you've watched this more than once. There's a lot of, I mean, like Aqua Teen was a little bit like Similar, that too. Similar, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you have to be ready for, you have to be like, I'm. you have to be all in. You have to just sort of be like, it might, it, this may end up being a poop joke. This may end up not being a poop joke. There are just so many times, yeah. whether it's camera holding on too long, things that feel like production errors that they left in. Mm-hmm. Just a wonderful little bit. And of good comedy. for Netflix for giving it a chance because it is definitely. It's almost like Netflix took the took a big gamble, like in that same way. Like, oh, I'm gonna put put this on the platform, like advertise it, promote it. Yeah. Who knows if it's gonna land? But it did. Like people fucking love that. And show. then if you like that, there's also a show. I've only watched Tim Tim Robinson's episode of it. There's a show called The Characters. That's a sketch comedy show where every episode is a different head writer. Huh. And there's a Tim Robinson episode of that. I have to imagine that's how he got the deal at Netflix. Interesting. Was because the show, the episode. So that is almost like a an extra little Easter egg of skits from this, the same writers. I love that. That That's, that's so such a great the concept. That's, um, it's like an anthology sketch show. Yeah. So I haven't checked out the rest of it. I'm sure it's great, but like. It's all similar sorts of things to that, where it's like people yeah. like him. They let them do a full episode. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great choice. He, that was in my top ten as well. What Thank is your you. three? Number mine, three mine for three, you, Higgins. Yeah, Mine Hunters. Ah, uh, yes, oh, we've I've talked heard a about lot this. about this. This uh, show. <clears throat> um, so I love true crime podcasts. It's yeah, it's, you do. It's a thing that I I can't get enough of. I love true crime documentaries on Netflix. I love everything true crime. You you feed me a true crime anything, I'm going to I'm going to digest it and let it sit in my uh, deluxe size pants. We were um, just wa- <laughs> super deluxe. Super deluxe. We were just watching uh Jim Carrey's The Grinch, which might be a true crime in and it of might itself. It might be. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> find out how Ron Howard got roped into that. Um <laughs> But the Mine Hunters, so that, so it, for anyone who doesn't know, it, it it's based, it's the FBI, um, kind of developing their 
um, their like uh, the way the way that they profiling profile serial killers, and um, so I don't think the character like the main characters I think are made up, but the sh- the, the cases that they cover, the serial killers and the the murders that they cover are are real. So it's scary when you when you really dive into it to, 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 when you see how fucked up some of these things are. Um, What's the is it uh, an episode per killer or is it a season per killer? So it... the first season was was more of an episode per killer thing. Uh, the second season kind of focused on one particular killer, and they did add a couple like a couple of miscellaneous um, killers just to just to heighten things, but. It focused on the Atlanta child murderers, mm-hmm. murder murders that uh, took place in like the seventies and the eighties, um, which is terrifying. There's what, a there's a really popular podcast about that that Jamie yeah, listens to. It's yeah. called um, Why did I commit to this? It's called something, and it's good. Oh, cool. It's called Why Did I Commit to This? It's called Why Did I Commit to This? It starts and he goes, I really wasn't planning on actually. I I had one child murder and then... I can't believe you guys asked me. This was the one thing I wasn't prepared for. Um, That's what he he says. (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Yeah, so I love it. It's a a really good show. It really... It it fucks with your head a little bit, obviously, because you... You know, the interviews with the serial killers that they do in prison are taken verbatim from actual interviews with the serial so like the stuff Atlanta they say monster it's the name of the podcast oh, that's the, that's my that's my the shirt size that i wear too <laughs> atlanta <laughs> monster shirts and super, super deluxe, deluxe size pants. pants and atlanta monster shirts um, very good yeah so uh check it out mine hunters uh the voice of uh uh christoph from frozen is the, is the is the main actor oh. josh gad good uh no, good you're dad reference. Of the other guy the snowman. Oh, yeah. the other guy. Olaf. Good. Good. Okay. So, what is it? My number three. <laughs> number three. Okay. This is big. Dark on Netflix. Oh, is that the sequel to Bright? <laughs> oh, the prequel. Bright was actually okay. I'm oh, going to be a little it? bit of a Will Smith. I can, I can tell you about Bright. Yeah, Bright's fine. I think Bright was fine. Exactly. It was exactly was fine. It was worth movie? watching. Uh, yes. Yes, Will, Will Smith, Smith and, and the fucking uh, goblin, man. goblin guy. Yeah, Will Smith and goblin guy. Working title. But let's get serious for a second. Dark is a German show on Netflix. You lost me. Yeah. Well, I know you wouldn't watch this. It's a little above your head. Got him. Most German things are. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because they're as a race taller than you. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, I see. They're tall people. Very they tall. Are. Yep. Um, it's a show about time travel. Oh, Jesus. It is a, a German time traveler show. Family complexity. Ugh. It is a show about growing up. Okay. I don't really like that. Yeah, so do I they go that. back in time to kill the guy who goes back in time to kill the There is just Heather? they go back in time and they <laughs> encounter themselves as older or younger and they encounter their family as older or younger and they well, learn it is about true why. What they say being grown up isn't half as fun as growing up. Wow, was that a Goldberg's plot? That is a uh, Atari's <laughs> yeah, lyric. That's an Atari's lyric. Oh wow, yeah, might as well. Yeah, good. Um, dark. It's worth watching if you watch it. Uh, don't watch the English dubs. Watch the German uh, audio with the English subtitles. Uh, little uh, pro tip Who for you. Who watches? Do you actually watch shows with English dubs? No, I just said. I, I was going to say, but do you actually? But like, you had to. You announced it. Like people do that. Do no, a lot of people do that? do that. It defaults. It defaults that way. So that's why I announced it. It defaults, it defaults that way. Yes, really? Yeah, it defaults it because we watched the beginning of the first episode in English dubs, and we immediately switched it over, and it's just oh. way better. When oh, I watched so uh, Evangelion, 
um, Neon Genesis out of yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched it with the English subs and the English dubs. Ooh, subs and dubs. Makes like subs and dubs. Ha, ha, have you watched Evangelion? No, no. Is it good? Oh, it's it's insanely good. It's and based actually, on an anime, right? Or it is an anime? Out. It is an anime. Yeah, it's an anime TV show. There is there's multiple movies. It's a whole mess of a thing with production issues with the actual original thing. There are some points where it's so disorienting where there are Japanese characters on screen, English speaking, and then English written, and it's something different. Huh. And you're just like, I, I don't know. I it, it, yeah, it was no, a stupid weird. thing to That's do. Weird. I was like, I was like, I bet this will be a fun way to watch it. Because I don't watch anime in general. Yeah, me either. Um, but yeah, so yeah, try so, that. It's I will. I'll fun. try that. You try dark. Dark is dark is really really good. I'm a sucker for time travel, and I think it's one of the best way. This is the best handling of time travel that I've seen. Definitely in a TV show, maybe in a movie too. Now speaking of dark, this isn't a show that was on my list, but it would have been if it was a top ten and we had three hours to talk. The OA. Yes. Oh Did my you God. watch the OA? Did you yeah, watch the, the season of the OA? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This season. The first season I liked a lot, but yep. I didn't love. Yeah. This second season is was probably one of the most interesting seasons of any television show the, I've ever seen. The ending is inspired. Like, they just did something that, and I, I, I don't think and we should. And they're not going to do another one. I know, I know. It's the, it's the <laughs> ultimate It's the ultimate fucking slap in the face for, for fans of good TV is is setting up what they set up at the end of the most recent season and then and then canceling. I screamed. I actually screamed. Oh, I'm fucking furious. When that happened. It was such I'm, a weird... I'll bring it sucker. back. They'll bring it back. No, I don't think they will. I'm a sucker for Jason Isaacs, so like, I, like his whole reaction to it and... Oh my god, uh, that show is so good. Yeah, not good enough That's to be in my top show. five, but definitely that might have cracked. Been that top might, 10. yeah, that might be like a six or seven for me. That's that's a good good call. And yeah, very related because they're like they're like Netflix sci-fi shows that take chances and got like mainstream attention. Yeah, and the second season was much more sci-fi. The first one was more like uh, psychological. <laughs> yeah, more horror. like people stuff. Yeah, although I like the scene where they're doing the movements in the in the cafeteria at the end of the first season Terrifying. i just like i looked at that and i'm just like oh my god this is like what am i watching like yeah. this is this is an, an experience to be sure the, uh, it's a good that's a good one the number two tv show 2019 on my list uh i do believe this will be a single season program uh featuring friend of the program damon lindelof oh. a show called watchmen yeah, okay. Not, so I'm you know, not featuring. He's the showrunner. I am about halfway through Watchmen, so don't no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil. I um, I watched a couple episodes and then I decided I wanted to go back and watch the movie again because I know they're fair. not like directly related, but there's a lot of references. There's a lot of references. So when when my wife and I started watching Watchmen, we're both big fans of both the book and the movie. Yep. I think the the book most people agree the book is better. The the movie is just a little too Zack Snyder. And then I feel like what they did. So so the, this one started, and we we told people we were like, oh yeah, you should you should watch it. You don't have to really have that much of a point of reference to the show. Yeah. And like by season by episode three, they're like on page sixty five of the book, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh okay. So I hope that anyone who we may have recommended to start watching it either continued watching or doesn't hold a grudge against us for like <laughs> basically making them watch a what is an incomprehensible puzzle of references to yes. itself. Yes. Oh my God. There's so many references and I, I have the graphic novel, but I've never read it before, but, but the movie is, is good. I mean, the, the, the universe is good and it actually tackled something that was almost, um, ahead of its time in this concept that taking like 
taking the superhero genre and and looking at it in a, in a realistic way like what would that be in, in like almost like a like kind of a real world how would that manifest itself how yeah would that... and it's different than like um like kick-ass or like super which were movies that super was great like super was good yeah super was great because of the way that they did it super did it better than kick-ass did mm-hmm. and the reason the reason kick-ass was sucked in my opinion is because like all the characters were fucking bad and not likable yeah not and not not unlike not not that they're like uh what was your misunderstood characters episode yeah it wasn't like that it was just like the guy who wrote there's a difference between someone being a misanthrope who creates art Mm -hmm. and someone being someone who can put a misanthrope into their movie or Mm. their program and i feel like who the guy who made kick-ass might just be a shithead (laughs) and the guy who made like super is probably less of a shithead yeah okay fair yeah and and then like you know watchmen obviously is coming from this 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 other place and and the new show is just it 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 puts a lot of it puts a lot of things on the line people will get really mad about a few of the places that they played loose with the source material yeah it's fine yeah people are fucking yeah no kidding this is like the star wars shit all over again (laughs) yeah get over yourself unnecessary but you can choose you can choose to not dwell on it you have the choice to let it be yeah you have the choice to just realize it's like a fucking tiny part of your life and just let it be yeah and watchmen it's yeah i'm excited to watch the rest of it oh uh, and the music's all trent reznor and um Uh. what's his face Uh, atticus ross his his the guy who did you know all the social network all the all those great like fincher movies and stuff that's it's the the Everything about it is just beautiful. I, I didn't know that, but the music is excellent. Yes. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, give number two. Give me your two. Two. That's uh, a totally. Talk <laughs> to the you. number two. I'm going to talk to you. those super two. deluxe pants. And... So here we go. Um, my number two is The Shy. What is that? I've never heard of that. It is You're a... going to have to start from the top. All right. So um, in the beginning, God created man. <laughs> God created um, lost. So no. So The Shy is a show on Showtime. That is based around Chicago, the Chicago South Side, and it's interconnected stories, interconnected characters that kind of all are. Oh, okay, I have heard of this. It's Lena Waithe, yeah, who um, who was the first, yeah, friend, yeah, friend of her uh, was a writer on Master. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that to say anything negative about her. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we we don't need to have that conversation. Safe space. Uh, space. She was a writer on Mass. She was the first uh, just a point of reference. First um, black female to win a uh, best writing Emmy for uh, Masters of None. She wrote she wrote one of the episodes that won an Emmy. Um, She created the shy. She's also created. um, She wrote the screenplay for that um, Queen and Slim that's out right now in the theaters. Oh Um, Oh, yeah, I heard that was really good. Yeah, I heard uh, good things about that too. Yeah. Uh, so the shy is it's on its it's going into its third season now. It's it's so it's based around um, uh, a kid in Chicago gets a kid in Chicago gets murdered and he is tied to a bunch of different storylines that brings all these people together and that's kind of, and it's it's hmm. all about the the aftermath of his of his murder um, and it's really good it it's it deals with so it it it's on Showtime and it's. It plays on the same night that Sh- that Shameless airs, and I don't know. Do you watch Shameless? No, Jamie well, does. Uh, Shameless, I've seen it. It's good. It, no, it is good, but it takes place also in Chicago. But it's two shows that air on the same night, both taking place in Chicago South Side. That are just 
two different versions of Chicago Southside. Huh, interesting. Yeah, it's like Shameless is more like the slapstick, like right, 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 kind of thing. Whereas the shy, you feel it's like, like the, is, the underbelly is real. Is yeah. really how it is. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's 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 really good. Uh, my wife and I love it, and um, we're looking forward to the third season coming out soon. So Beautiful. I recommend anybody that hasn't, they should go watch it. Killer. Beautiful. Cool. Number Thank two. You number two for the big guy. I am going to say number two is a show that leaves me speechless at the end of every episode and craving more, BoJack Horseman. All right. Um, you're a fan of the show, right, Roger? I did not watch this latest season, but I do love the show. <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. It just gets better and better every season. It's We've we've talked about this because I included it on like, any list that we've had, mm-hmm. um, so I won't go too deep into it or anything, but... Um, it's just hilarious. The jokes are funny, and it's 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 also like extremely Great dark voice and real. The voice acting voice is phenomenal. Acting. It's just like it's very. Um, it's just it, it's an interesting glimpse into, um, kind of like depression, I guess. And it's just it's something that it, it 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 approaches something very serious with levity, and that's something that appeals to me. And it's it's just really funny. What BoJack does really well. Um... And I think it. I think a lot of it lends to the voice acting, and um, I don't know if you've watched that show, Big Mouth. No, um, I haven't. I heard it's good. I love it. It's really funny. But I, mean, I watched one episode. I didn't enjoy it. I think the difference is Big Mouth is like those people, you know, Nick Kroll right. acting like a ca- cartoon voice, and whoever it is that voice directs the actors for BoJack. I don't, and I'd I'd love to know how much of it is, how many of them are actually in the studio together. Sometimes right. actors will do an entire series without ever interacting with any of the other actors. They'll, huh. they'll, they'll just have you know a script person in the studio yeah. with them reading yeah. reading the other lines. They won't hear Amy Sedaris's voice until they actually watch the program. Right, um, which is fucked in my opinion. And it, and like that was one of those things that being in film school, like when I learned about that stuff, I was like, that makes it really sad yeah to yeah. imagine like oh uh when they made missing link that uh uh yeti movie that right. um the studio that did uh kubo and the two strings no I, I actually i never saw missing link uh yeah so it was like a uh leica studios i think is the name of the, th- the studios they, it was Zach Galifianakis and Hugh Jackman. And when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, this is cute. They have like cute little banter. And then you watch the like behind the scenes featurette and you're like, oh, they were there like three weeks apart. Huh. Uh, yeah. Like that does take something away from it. Yeah, sure. exactly. It just, it feels wrong. And I, yeah. I, I'd love to see the difference between how the different shows do their voice acting. Cause there's something. So what do you think about what is Bojack? It feels like more of them are in the room together. Yeah. Just interplaying off of each other. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. It might not be. It could be completely the way that it's scripted. It could just be that Allison Brie and uh, Aaron Paul, name? yeah, Aaron Paul, Will and Arnett. yeah, Will Arnett and Amy Sedaris are just that good at making it seem like that. It just feels very naturalistic. Amy Sedaris also in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and very very funny. My number one. <laughs> oh. The Mandalorian. Ah, yes. Baby Yoda is our new god. Amy Sedaris is Baby Yoda? Yeah, no. she Oh, my God, if she was. That'd be something, though. Do you want to say anything else about BoJack before we continue? No, I think that's... I think I've, I've, I've talked about BoJack a lot, so... Um, no, I think we're good. So let's go. Number one, Mandalorian. Wow. So my number one is The Mandalorian. It's a show that... Uh, I, I, I talk a little bit about Star Wars in the top half of this episode. The other 
episode. Yeah. Um, yes, Queen. Yes. And I, I just, I, I'm, I love Star Wars. I, I love the world of it. I love that it is uh, continuing. I'm glad that it seems like they're tapering off on these main storyline films. I think that it would be very exciting if they keep doing more of these one season type TV shows. I'm hoping now because of the way they left this episode, this season that they do another season. Um, but it's just like they made this perfect little piece of Star Wars ephemera for like it's fan servicey, but I feel like you can really get into it if you don't care about it. It's it's very much like a Western show where it's just a cowboy riding off in the sunset going to town solving problems and then obviously there's the baby yoda factor which <laughs> it, it's it's un, it's unavoidable it's just like uh john favreau and uh filoni the guy who did clone wars and rebels really know how to make a star wars thing that people want to see that's yeah. my number one yeah i liked it a lot stop, stop playing with that one. stop playing with that you're worried that a charmander is going to come out of that aren't yeah, you yeah my charmander needs to stay in that pokeball that Pokeball is from Japan. Jeremy brought it back for me. So it Fun might fact. have had a real Pokemon in it. It might have had a real something. I don't know. All I know is that we have like locusts now. I'm not sure. Huh. Huh. What yeah. is your number one? Higgins. Higgins, hit us with it. I, uh, I'm i going to go on a limb and don't say that my number, no, my number one is the same as Ben's number one. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That is my number one. Yes. Um, Man, we are not... It, 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 I'm just sick of it. What? <laughs> We're just so... I mean, I guess it's consistency, right? Let's look at it as consistency. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't looking at it any other way. Um, 15 years in, and it's still the funniest show on television. It's the they have missed on a lot of on some of the seasons. Like they're not they haven't been at the top of their game every year. But this season in particular was really, really fucking funny. And ten I, years <clears throat> in, and we still bone like we're cheating on each other. A decade plus, and her clip brown taint area still pones my dick. What? Kevin Smith. The fuck? Did he just what? tweet that? No, that's like you. This is the what? classic Kevin Smith tweet. You said oh. fifteen years in, it made me think about this. Oh, oh man, oh, yuck. <laughs> Jesus. Now I have a boner, and I don't know what to do <laughs> yeah, about look what you did to Higgins. God Thinking about it's always sunny probably gives you a boner anyway. It does. Yeah. You can't good. tell in the there's, super there's deluxe pants. There's Mac. There, there's <laughs> all kinds of, of Mac. Pants. You got a Big Mac. You got some little Mac. Um. But no, yeah, always sunny. It's um, the the it's it's the best ensemble cast I think right now on television. Um, Danny DeVito is. I mean, you talk about baby. Danny DeVito is the original Baby Yoda. All right, he, the man is a walking. Wow, meme. that's a hot take. He's the he's a walking meme. Frank is the arguably the best character. Best like. Uh, is he your favorite best, character? Best like anti-hero, in... <laughs> Frank is probably the best anti-hero in the last like ten years. Is so. he your favorite character in, in the gang? Uh, it's it's tied between Frank and Charlie. Even though this year, I think Mac made huge strides this year to, to really uh to to really come into his own. But I think it's it's just it's just an all around. Like I said, fifteen years in, and it's still the funniest show on television. Still pones your taint. Still pones my taint. Oh, Jesus, that is a little too much Kevin Smith talk for me. You could do a whole episode about it. We did? I know. Wow. Oh, you got it. So you want to talk about why you like Always Sunny? Um, what's to say that I haven't already said? It's it's amazing. Great, like f- like physical. They're good physical actors. Their body language is, is just as funny as what they're saying and how they're saying it, which I, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I love Mac. I think Mac is just fucking hilarious. Um, it's, it's really... 
it's just really funny and it's just been so rock solidly consistent too right i mean you right. usually have something that's like funny but inconsistent or consistently not funny but this is the best combo of the two right mm, i think so it's uh it's very good so um yeah i think it's uh those are good lists thank you good stuff so uh 2019 2019 yeah okay what is what's what are we gonna face in 2019 from a tv what do we see this past 2020 2020 yeah what are the 2020s going the 2020s right the 2010s saw the the advent and the and the the uh progression of the streaming yeah i think the most significant thing we saw in 2010s was the emergence of television as the dominant yes form of media over over movies like form of like and i think entertainment and i think in the 2020s that's going to continue yeah, I think it's um, I think it's all TV, baby. You think the like, movies are never going to come back? And I think the fact that that Martin Scorsese released The Irishman in theaters first, but then only ten days later. I mean, yeah, released, it was like a it was a Netflix no, movie, basically. Yeah, he essentially said he's like I'm gonna release, release it in theaters on like the third, but by like the twentieth, it's gonna be on Netflix. So they're gonna cut that that middleman of the theaters is gonna be cut out. Sp- Probably pretty soon. Yeah, they're so, gonna start showing. I think you should leave in theaters. <laughs> you go. You pay yeah, four bucks much. to watch a fifteen-minute episode. It's. I think that's naturally. It's just gonna be like it, it, in ten years, the brick-and-mortar establishment that is a movie theater is gonna be a kind of obsolete. It can become old skate parks. Yep. Wait, you think so? Sorry, you said. Within the next ten years, by the end of the twenty twenties, I think movie theaters are completely obsolete. Yeah, that that ninety nine percent, if not all, will of movie viewing will be done at home st- via streaming services. Um. Okay, what do you? It think might not Roger? be twenty twenty one. I don't uh, think movie theaters are going. I anywhere. don't think movie theaters. I think, oh really? I, I think it'll be. <laughs> I think that we're gonna. You're gonna get more movie theaters becoming more movie theaters. No, no, no. Let them finish. I refuse. Draft house type. Yes, places. right. Like more of like a hangout, get a drink, have dinner type of thing. It'll yeah. be more. It's going to be a bit of that more premium experience because it has to give you something more than you can get from sitting at home. Yeah, I don't think call. it's gonna be four DX. I hope that goes away. So, movie theater is going to be more of a novelty then. I think the movie theater will be more of a novelty. It'll be more of a. I don't think it'll be something that you go to more than once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't be the way that people see movies, but it'll be something people do when they need to go out and do something. And what you're going to lose, what's going to hurt the the part of the industry that's going to get hurt the most is the average movie. Kind of yeah. what what once again what we talked about in the other episode, the ones that you you watch and you go, this is good or fine. But you kind of just acknowledge that it's it's magic that a hundred people got together to make this thing. Yeah, that's but fair. That, but in this, on the same token, though, that could having those movies go straight to a streaming service that people can watch at their leisure might help that movie in a way too. It might build its might build its cult status. Might you know, yeah, but it doesn't get as much money, right? I mean, well, those movies don't make money after the fact when they go to Netflix. They make money. They, like I think you sign a deal with Netflix and then that's your money. Yeah, I think you're going to end up with more of the theaters doing what AMC does with the AMC Pass, which is like the, the movie pass type thing right, where you pay yeah. 29 bucks a month for unlimited movies and you get the people who yeah. see three. You get the more of a subscription model. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think that makes that sense. This, this stand, I, as much as I did say just now, oh, people will go once a month. I don't think that the standing model of it just costing seventeen dollars to go to a it's movie way too either. expensive. Yeah, agreed, it'll be if agreed. you're getting a, if you're paying seventeen, it, it means you're getting something else for it, or that's like the premium on top of that subscription. Yeah, it's a good you know, call. It's like going to like being a member of a gym. 
Yeah. Oh, what? Looney I know just, I know all about that. <laughs> oh, can you say that again? Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Yime. Okay. You know what I think is going to happen in, in the 2020s? There's going to be a TV show that comes out, and then... Okay, this is so... This is crazy. This is going to blow your fucking mind. All right, mind. just stop. You know what? Just stop. You know, just stop? I don't even want to hear it. I'll write it down on a piece of paper, and then... And slide it across the desk to yeah, me. Yeah, it'll say... <laughs> you tell me higher or lower. This just uh, says $7,000. <laughs> um... I think that there's going to be a TV show that is on for a couple seasons and then completely changes genres halfway through the show. So, so imagine like a choose your own destiny type of thing. Kind of like no more like, but the, not no choosing or anything. Like the, the audience doesn't like choose. It's like um, a show starts as a comedy and it's like think of like Scrubs, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Scrubs changes to uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy with the same cast in Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. But just a, the same the same show, but a, but a whole different format. It's just a weird like I feel like it's just going to be a weird thing. That's like something really cool and interesting. That's like people would talk about that, and it'd be like a whole thing and water cooler talk. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that, like TV shows. I think they're going to start mounting TV screens on the water cooler. <laughs> oh my god! I think I might just start drinking TV. I think they're going to base a show entirely inside of a water cooler. Call it, it's gonna, it's gonna call be, it the call cooler. Glug glug, baby. <laughs> glug um, glug. Give me that so, sweet. So glug, I think glug. something weird like that is gonna happen because because as like as we become more and more accustomed to TV as it is today, like in streaming and stuff, like like something weird is gonna happen like that, and I'm gonna be here. Well, for yeah, it. it's almost like where can it go next? Like if like we're, right now, you can get anything you want at, at in a moment's notice. Yeah. And, your, so like, how much more can it? can it do how much yeah. more can you do and that, yep. i mean i guess that's and i love the concept of taking a story and, and telling it in a different genre or a different like with a different tone or a different medium or something right so like um i think i just think i think it's cool i think it's cool i want to do I that, like that i want to start like a like a comedy and then have it just tur- just randomly turn into a drama halfway through and why do you think that that's like solely like a because like why can't that happen now you know what i'm saying like why uh, maybe it, it could i just yeah. think it's going to happen in the 2020s right. It could happen now. It would be awesome. People would fucking talk about that shit. And they would lose their fucking minds. They would lose their fucking minds. Their so fucking minds. It's going to be exciting. And whatever happens, you will hear about it here on in 10 years. Absolutely. The, the only hear, podcast you'll hear about television. Le- you'll hear it here last because we'll be the last ones to know about it. <laughs> we will be the only podcast left. Last, I think in 2020, they're going to just say there can only be one podcast and you all need to duke it out. And all the podcast hosts of every what do you podcast think, you have to fight. What do you think the 2027 season finale of The Simpsons is going to be like? Oh, he mm. Bart's Bart's gonna dab. He's gonna do one of the a quick drop a quick. No, dab Bart on him. hits dabs because marijuana will be universally legal. Yeah, Bart takes a, Bart takes a giant dab and then goes and votes for President Bernie Sanders Jr., who's, a, <laughs> who's his daughter. Oh, yep, and uh, also I don't know. I like spaceships. That, I yeah, 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 it's good. I think spaceships too. It's just still gonna be on. My my only prediction for the future is that uh, our children's children will know the horror of of seventh generation Simpsons. Mm, <laughs> Treehouse yeah. of Horrors X X X X X X X. We're destroying the environment, but more importantly, we're destroying yeah. the Simpsons. And that's oh, how many really Greta, gonna... how many Greta uh, Thunberg uh, jokes do you think the Simpsons are gonna make in the next? They've well, definitely already made one. They've already I'd made say. one at least. I'm yeah, sure. at least so. Okay, good. So let's uh, let's end, wrap it up. End with a quick trope. What do you got? So I found an interesting one: the bully and wimp pairing, right? So if we think about like um, 
a bully in a show and then like the nerd or geek or wimp in the show, right? And they become like friends. So the main example of this I thought of was the great Lemon Tree episode of The Simpsons, a classic. It's like a newer, it's like a newer classic. Is that the one where Nelson has Bart shoot the bird? No, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay. That's a different one. No, no, no. This one is they like there's a lemon tree in Springfield and they steal like they get stolen by the people, the kids from Shelbyville <laughs> and they have to go and and Martin and Nelson <coughs> pair off and um, it's uh, it's it's just really, really funny. But you see it a lot in shows that are like about like like adult, like like young adult preteen stuff. It's pretty interesting. I'm trying one. to think of like a particular one that I can think of to cite this. Where the bully and the nerd become friends, essentially, or like team up like one time, or like do they have to be like they find like they they misunderstand each other and they become friends? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting one. Roger just sent me his his. Band. So this is something I found out well after the band stopped. Being, someone made a TV tropes page for my old band, Pretty and Nice, um, which is weird because we uh, there, someone had made a Wikipedia page for us. I think it was um. I don't don't know if he listens. Kevin Fowler, I think, made one. Damn. You know how you're not supposed to you're not supposed to do your own. He was like, "Oh, I'll do one for you and see how long it stays up." It stayed up for like a week, and then got taken down. I don't think Kevin did this. I'm fairly certain Kevin didn't do this. It's just like some weird super fan. Some weird super fan, and they listed like tropes that they think that our music contains, like audience participation songs, concept albums. Money uh, music, minuscule rocking, fake loud music, like ooh, minuscule rocking. The first two albums aren't even thirty minutes long, right? But like, who I know a lot of bands this, like that. Who would have put this together? It does. It's it, one of the only sites on the internet it? about my band that actually has one of the promo pictures I was in too. So it's like absolutely wild. That's weird. Yeah, I could have randomly encountered this in my random trope, but I didn't. <laughs> the, um, the bully and the wimp. The bully and the wimp. Yeah, we talked about it. Kind of. I think it's a good one. Can you, I mean, can you guys think of any other examples? I'm trying, but um, the bully and the wimp. Let's um, see what... Uh, yeah, what are their example tropes? What examples do they have? Where are you? This is the stuff people pay prime This is the good stuff, yeah. Um, da, 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 there aren't many good... I think the big example that I like was the Martin and, and Nelson one. Oh, okay. Um, there really aren't good examples on this site, but it's an interesting one, I think. Yeah. So, so that's that. Wow, that's a long one. We did a long one. Sorry, we did, guys. We did a real long one. We got to flush it down. Um, thank you for joining us, Roger. Roger, yeah, right. do you want to oh, plug? Thank you. Do you want to plug your podcast? I don't have a podcast right now. I did. It was called Money for Nothing Ships for Free. There's like but the episodes are still out. Thirty five right? episodes. Go check it up. out. Yeah, there. Thirty five episodes. Ate, we, ate, we had a lot of potato. Like chips. the modern family of chip my rum, podcasts. My rum tum tugger hurt pretty bad. Your rum, your poor rum tum tugger. Um, you know, <laughs> find follow me on Twitter. You probably already do. Yeah, follow him on Twitter and check out his TV tropes band page. Yeah, go on it. Just. Just go, it, on. Just go on. Just go on. What are you doing listening? If you, like, if you liked us, if you knew if you knew that band, added some tropes. Be like trope, uh, tall bassist. <laughs> Everyone's always got a big old Frankenstein playing bass. I bet that is a trope because that's definitely a thing. That's a thing that I appreciate. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank good. you for having me. This yeah, was fun. Anytime. Good stuff. We'll Let's do it back on soon. We'll do it. We'll do it back real on soon. On the night I go back. I don't want to sing. He doesn't want to sing. He's just Peace. sitting out. Okay, bye. Bye, guys.